Welcome to the Situation Report, dedicated to bringing you news and information from the front lines of the war at home to save veteran lives. The Situation Report is brought to you by the One Fight Foundation, committed to ending the veteran suicide epidemic in America that claims 22 lives each day. We know veterans because we are veterans. And now, the Situation Report with your host, Adam Bonatai. All right, welcome back again to another episode of the Situation Report, and I'm your host here, Adam Bonatai from the One Fight Foundation. Back again with Sean Reitler from the United States Army. Last week, we had talked about what motivated him to join the military. Uh, he told us that it was family tradition, uh, steep family tradition in the Army and in the infantry, and him and I uh, had a lot in common in our love of the infantry and, and how miserable it was and how much we enjoyed the misery of it. But uh, we want to transition from that to talk to him more about his time in Afghanistan. So, Sean, you went to Afghanistan twice, am I correct? Yes, that's correct. When was the first time? The first time was 2009, 2010. And so, okay, so let me think, 09 and, and 10, so the fighting was pretty pretty rough then. I mean, I'm, I'm sure the fighting was rough both times, but especially back then before the drawdown. What was that like? Uh, you know, I, I didn't fight in Afghanistan. I, I fought in Iraq, so it's a totally um, new concept to me. Um, but So I want to hear about what, what the fighting in Afghanistan was like, but also what was it like to be in combat for the first time? Well, as you would imagine, I mean, going into a, an unknown situation, especially as stressful as something like combat you, you know you have doubts in yourself you don't know how it's going to be but um i could sum it up just by saying at first it was it was culture shock because you're in a completely new place completely foreign um the people are a complete 180 from what you would you would experience in 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 a country such as this where everything's developed and you know you're going from that to to a place with no running water and and I, I saw a lot of that, like that kind of uh, underdeveloped mud hut type little villages in Iraq. But Iraq also had like Mosul, Fallujah, Baghdad, all these built up metropolises that, you know, I saw LG electronic stores. It was like walking into a Best Buy here in America in the city of Fallujah. Uh, was there, is there anywhere like that in, Iraq, in uh, Afghanistan? I mean, you hear about Kandahar and Kabul and such. Are they built up at all? Or are they just big mud hut cities? Um, I would say Kabul is probably the closest you're going to get to a built up. Um, urban kind of area. Um, unfortunately, I, I never experienced that. That's kind of like the green zone <laughs> in Afghanistan. Afghanistan. Um, not, where, not where the grunts are. No, no, yeah. not at all. Um, uh, I, I was fortunate enough to spend most of my time in the, in the small villages with nothing but mud huts and and uh, and you know people defecating in, in troughs on the side of the road. I mean, that was that was basically my experience to their culture. So so every day of their life is like a day in the field for us. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, so if we can tell folks, and in your words, um, what was it like for you the first time around snap past your head? I mean, I, I remember the first couple times I heard gunshots. You know, you hear it. Uh, but the first time you actually kind of feel it and you hear it snap and you, you learn the difference between being close and like, oh, wow, that was freaking close. Uh, what, what did that do to you? Um, give you more resolve, freak you out, like make you feel like an American badass or, or what? Well, it, once, once you hear that crack for that first time, I, I think in my case in particular, it, it, it kind of reassured, reassured myself because – I, I happened to take the right action and, you know, duck behind something to make sure that the rest of them w weren't going to hit me. Um, but at the same time, I mean, you can act like you're a badass all you want, but once you we, you hear a whiz past your head, you're, you're scared. There's no, you can't stand there and lie and say, you know, you're not scared. I mean, I was, I was terrified. 
But at the same time, I, I took the correct action and was fortunate enough not to catch the rest of them that were coming yeah. after it. So yeah, fortunately, he's right. Uh, I mean, I, I think a lot of it, most of it, any anyway, just boils down to luck. You know, we we have so many guys that go over there; they're great at what they do, and they just get unlucky. And then you have ones that you know are just as good, no different, and and they get lucky and come home. Um, but uh, so I, the only thing I would say too is that that fear I felt that fear too, and it's a fear people don't understand because we were talking before the show started about how much we miss the misery of the infantry, but. I miss that fear. Like nothing has ever scared me like that did. And, and I kind of miss that. I mean, am I, am I crazy here thinking that, or do you, have you ever felt that way? Like that rush? No, absolutely. Um, I mean, you, you never feel more alive other than when you're faced with, with death. I mean, that's, that's the only way I can put it. I mean, when death is staring you in the face, you never feel more alive than that. Cause you know, you know, any moment could be your last. So there's so many things going through your head. Yeah. You know, it just it invigorates you. And and the last thing I want to touch on before we wrap up for this week is people say, you know, the mill. Well, I don't know about the army, but I always hear I sometimes hear when I talk about the Marine Corps, oh, they brainwash you Marines. They, they brainwash you with what they teach you. And uh, I, I didn't ever thought that was really true as far as like boot camp and, and stuff. I didn't think they brainwash us. But training, I think in a way they do brainwash in a really good way, because here like guys like you and me, we go over. We've never been shot at before. We've never been in combat before, but that first round snap passed our head, and and you said you reacted the right way. So I mean, did did you were you surprised at that? Did you think training was going to work, or were, were you, was there uncertainty? Or well, I had my doubts because um, you know some of the training techniques. You know, while you're doing it, you think it's it's the dumbest thing you've ever heard of. Yeah, but that's an understatement. When it when it comes down to you know brass tacks and it's actually happening, and what they taught you you know, kicks into effect, it kind of makes you realize, hey, you know, but maybe maybe it was the it was the right answer. But did you even need to think about it? When that round snapped past your head, did, did you even think about it or did you just like react with the way you were taught? No, it was all reaction. That's at what that, I mean. At and that point it's it's muscle memory and Yeah, and that's what was so incredible to me. It's like I'd been doing this my whole life and it was the first firefight I was ever in and I did exactly what I was supposed to do. After it was all over with I was like, wow, I'm I'm pretty good at this. You know, and uh, I just thought it was kind of cool. And I'm so uh Okay, so we're going to wrap up now. Um, we're going to wrap up. Sean, you have anything else you want to tell us about Afghanistan? I mean, I, I could sit here and, and talk to you for, for hours about Afghanistan. I wasn't there. Uh, so I, everything about it just really interests me. But um, we're going to move on next week. But before we do, do you have anything you want to tell anyone about Afghanistan? Anything else you want to touch on? I mean, floor is yours. Um, the only thing I can say about Afghanistan is, like I said, the culture shock. And, and it, being over there, you're not you're not experiencing what most of us have grown up to, to think war is going to be. It's, it's a completely different story and, and you can't really, there's no way to express it in words, in my opinion, how, how you feel as you're going through it, whether you're not doing anything or whether you're in combat, you know, actually fighting. Um, there's nothing I can say to, to express how it felt and, and the emotions that go through, through your head, you know, the, through the entire deployment, there's nothing I can, do to really portray that to you through through my voice. Um, well, just I'm going to interrupt you, and we're going to stop. But now that you brought that up, we're going to try and get you to talk about it because I want to hear about it, and I think it would benefit a lot of other folks to hear about it, to get a different perspective as to what war really is as opposed to strictly Black Hawk Down, Saving Private Ryan type war. 
Um, so that's it for this week. We're going to bring Sean back. We're going to talk again. We're going to get in some real deep topics. And then I promise we're going to transition to talk about what's going on here at home and Sean's thoughts on those matters. So that's it for this week. Uh, One Fight Foundation on Facebook, www.onefightfoundation on the web, where you can follow us on Twitter, numeral one team, one fight. And we will talk to you soon. Have a great week, everyone. You've been listening to The Situation Report with Adam Bonatai. Visit OneFightFoundation.org or follow the One Fight Foundation on Facebook to learn more about how you can join the fight. Help put an end to veteran suicide. One life and one fight at a time. OneFightFoundation.org This has been a Steve Mittman social media creation. Creation. Steve Mittman social media.com. 